<laughs> yeah, I'm not too happy. Really? When you turn it, when you go, honest. when you go landscape, you don't see us. Because it's on my telephone. Why. It's on the telephone, before, and then it gets covered up, and uh, it's just a bit weird. Yeah. I guess before we get into any sort of like real stuff here, I got a complaint for you, uh, Mike, and I'm not happy about this. <laughs> I put my sweet billiard digest magazine hanging up there, and look what happened. It gets droopy. How can you not have more rigid front covers on well, your we're, magazine? We're, we're thinking of, the, we were thinking of going hard cover with every issue, but uh, is, is this the kind of product that you're putting out? Look how droopy that is. You know, I can't even hang this thing up here. It's, it's made well, the toilet paper. Are you kidding me? It's, uh, it's made to frame. You're supposed to frame it and stick it up there. You're supposed to frame it. It's made of toilet paper. You didn't know this, no? That is the kind of product that you're getting with Billiards Digest. Droopy front covers. It's not meant to be red standing up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And it's still the best out there. So that'll tell you people that, you know. It's the only one. Last remaining, last remaining standing print magazine in the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. when you're the best of the best. That's right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Paul just has his now on uh, just on uh, internet, right? Paul, who? Frankel. I don't think he does anything anymore, does he? He does. He does post stuff about tournaments. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like semi-monthly. Yeah. What do I know? Well, he he does don't answer a lot that, of three cushion stuff mostly. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, all joking aside, why don't we get jump uh, into yep. what we're going to yeah. talk about today? Yeah. Let's. Um, to be honest with you, if there was ever any question as to who's winning the battle between uh, Predator and Matchroom, has anybody really seen many updates on the Germany Open? I get a daily update, and I've watched See? a little bit of it. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I've I've watched almost at least the afternoon sessions. I've watched basically every single second of the uh, the World Cup of Pool. I've caught exactly two matches of the Germany Open. Well, it's, I mean, uh, it's it's you know, it's where all the best players are is at the World Cup Pool right now. So that's that's not overly surprising. Is that well? I mean the the. the I would say the top players are, but I think if you, uh, I don't know, it's, it's not like, it's not like the, uh, the Germany open is getting some sort of B class field. There are some, there's some monster players over there too. I name them. I, I saw three that looked like they were stealing. Victor Zelensky. That's right. That's one. <laughs> yeah. That's one. one. Victor Zelensky. Alex uh, Sanjin. Mario. He Mario. He. No, because Axis right. is the World Cup of Pool. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I can't, come on. Let me let me have this. I'm trying to cheat over here. Right? <laughs> you ain't got to be so rude and call me out on all my lies. No, you I, ain't, I yeah, you I, ain't got to be. <laughs> I see what you're saying though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, <clears throat> so let's talk about the World Cup of Pool. Uh, we actually have a graphic, so why don't we pull it up here? I just downloaded it. It's gonna be wow, awesome. Cool graphics. Yeah, I like graphics. They're fun. Going high tech. Well, what do you expect? I like the uh, the one that somebody put on Facebook with all the uh, the Fargo total Fargo ratings of the teams. That was kind of interesting. From highest yeah, to Phil lowest. Capel's, uh, graph. Yeah, chart. yeah, that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, except seeing that there was a five sixty eight player in the field. <laughs> yeah, there are five forty five. You could give him. You could or... give him weight, mate. Yeah, uh, I would. I would like to think so. I mean, but that's what's nice about the World Cup. That's what's like nice about any World Cup, you know, whether it be a, a soccer well, World Cup or a rugby World Cup. You're going to get players that get the opportunity to play that perhaps are not of the the, the same kind of level because only a five four eight. If you're the second best player in your country, you play at a World Cup, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that, that's what that's what makes this a little even more interesting than say the World Pool Championship, where you have <laughs> players from all these different countries as well. <clears throat> and there's a lot of fodder in the field, but this is all nation related. And so, you know, you get a lot of weak links in there. And the first round of matches is pretty much proven it. I mean, it's pretty much been chalked the whole way. 
um, except for a couple matches that would be considered a little bit, you know, one mild upset and one fairly significant one, but but still not not overly surprising. But the rest of them, I mean, the scores haven't even been close. So there's a lot of teams who are in this who really just don't have the talent. Uh, sure. But it's still it's still it's still a great event. I mean, I wouldn't want well, them to I would change say this, it. There's a lot of there's a lot of teams left on the table that could put together some. I mean, just look at the Philippines. Obviously, the Philippines, mainland China, you could have as their own team. Of course, you could even start looking at like teams like uh, like Venezuela, like. You put Jesus and Tencio and you throw anybody else out there with him, he's going to be more competitive than a lot of these players. Uh, in Mexico, I mean, there's you could throw a Mexican team in there that would be better than the the Thailand team that was thrown in there for the Peruvian. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of teams that are left on the table that could be out there. I mean, basically every single European country could basically have one. We've seen that from the Euro tours. You'll see, you'll see this. 20 year old kid that you've never even heard before and he runs out from everywhere every single one of those countries could put together a team that is at least competitive more so than some of the teams that were in here and there's only one thing i do got to push back on you a little bit and we haven't seen it of course so i'm kind of you know making things up here but seven to one in winter break is not i mean by definition it has to be a big win but that's really nothing (laughs) at the end of the day like how many teams did we see break and run four or five racks in this event already yeah, but we've also seen teams who lost seven to one and seven to two, you know, play a little bit of three cushion while they were at it. Uh, so, you know, there, there have been some underwhelming performances for sure, um, and there have been some really strong performances where, yeah, it didn't matter who you were playing, you weren't going to get a shot. I mean, Great Britain A against Great Britain B is kind of, you know, shows that they're really uh, that was one sided in every sense of the word. Uh, you know, Chris and and Imran played great together really didn't miss a shot uh, they didn't have too many tough shots to be honest other than Imran's jump shot but those times that they had to play safety play a little safety play they were locking down pretty good you know they had they had Jason and Elliot just kind of kicking at things uh, so uh, they played a really great match there wasn't a lot Elliot and Jason could do uh, neither one of them played that well when they did have a shot to go after but um, you know, that's only one or two, you know, instances anyways. How good do you think that felt for Chris Melling? Yeah. I think Jim. I well, I feel good for both of them. Good for both of them. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I always thought that match was a bit of a 50-50 match, you know. And um, But, you know, Chris and Imran are experienced players. And, um, yeah. yeah, they would have been up for it. It, it. it was a real dangerous draw for Jason and, and Elliot. It was probably yeah. the, draw, the, the draw that they would least like like to have or Imran and Chris it was exactly the draw that they wanted to have you know to try and prove a point and uh, they got yeah. control of the table they played perfect winner breaks pool you know yep. uh, any time that Jason and Elliot got a little sniff at maybe getting a safety I mean Imran came up with a, a, a wonderful jump shot safe uh, on the two ball early in the match when when Elliot had played a good safe and you know they just they, they couldn't get into an attacking position Elliot yeah. you know and that's how you play this format this winner breaks you know, you, you make sure that, you know, if you're always going to make, these guys are always going to make a ball in the break. They're not going to break dry, you know, not, not like we saw with the, with the snooker players, you know, with a couple of dry breaks. They know how to break properly. They'll get the first shot. And if they're playing, if they have to play safe, they make it a good one, you know, and they played yeah. great. They played the way they, they, they played the way they should be playing. You yeah. know, they, they won't feel like they played fantastic. They'll feel like that's how we had to play, win that match. And they kept, they kept, Jason and Elliot away from uh, from any attack because they're both very attacking players. I mean, Elliot can pop balls from anywhere, you know. So they yeah. knew as well, you know, they had to play sensible pool, and they did that. And it's very you don't there doesn't have to be a huge amount of a difference in the match to get a result like that, you know. Elliot and, and Jason didn't do much wrong. Elliot had one safety shot that he left a little bit short at the beginning of the match when he tried to come right. around three rails with a cue ball right. and hook along along the long rail. And he just came a little bit short. And that's all it takes. These guys are going to mop them up, you know, and they were motivated. They were playing well. I mean, there's not a lot you can do if you're left, if you're stuck in your seat. Simple as that, you know? Yeah. I mean, Jason made that one back cut on the, was it the one ball? And then ended up leaving um, Elliot like a half a look at something, but it's just what he did. Exactly. I mean, they they never really got the chance to get it. And and it, it just shows you the respect that uh chris and uh imran have for those two as players and as they didn't 
they didn't go out there thinking that Elliot would be a winner if they let these guys get on a roll. That they, the same thing could have happened to them. So I mean, it just shows the respect that they have for for both of them, you know. And uh, no, I thought they did very well. Well, I, I mean, I don't. Can I, can I just say something? There's a Sam Elliott in the comments here. I don't know where you're getting your information from uh, about the the UK Open, but uh, nobody was drunk and screaming at anybody. Um, we were encouraged to make an atmosphere. We tried to do that. That was all that happened. Nobody was drunk and yelling abuse or anything. So I don't know where you're getting your information from, Sam. But you've got it all wrong, mate. Yeah. Just thought I'd put that in. But um, yeah. <laughs> you know, congratulations to I'm I'm, I'm, de I'm delighted for Imran and Chris. You know, yeah. um, I hope they can continue to play like that because that's what's going to be needed. And um, they played sensible, sensible pool. And um, I thought they did very, very well. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame for Elliot, but I'm sure he'll be back. Elliot's a really talented kid. Everybody in the UK knows his. Um, and he's starting to de dedicate himself to pool now. He's given up his job. He's got good backing. He's got good health. He's up in Scotland at the be at the best club. Uh, in the UK, uh, he's the pro there, and um, you know he'll be he'll be upset, he'll be devastated. They never really got the chance to show what he can do. Um, but Chris Chris Melling said it the best in the interview. He says this game is all about getting hit hard, you know, and you're going to have these moments, and everybody's he just has to get up, dust himself off, and go on with it again, and look forward to the next event, which I guess will be the European Open for him as far as uh, matching goes, and go in and get some more ranking points and make sure that he keeps himself. Uh, keeps improving and improving and getting used to the situations. You know, he'll be fine. I got no, I got no problems with Elliot. I think he'll be fine. No worries sure. at all. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go through the bracket. I guess. Uh, here we go. We got um, Germany and Netherlands cruising to a win, seven-one-seven-one. Any takeaways from either of those matches that you guys have? Both look really good. <laughs> Both look really strong. Didn't have a lot of pushback. Uh, so, you know, that's the one thing, too, that, that, you know, this format with the winner's break and if you can get a little roll going, you can you can play pretty loose and pretty free when you're the favorite and you get up three, four or five games and, and you just don't feel like that opponent's capable of coming back on you, even though it's a short race and it's winter break. You know, they, they still had to feel pretty comfortable. Uh, they both looked really good in their first round matches. Jim, anything? I'm reading the comments here on the thing rather than concentrating on what's going on here. Um, All right. Well, no, I, I, let's yeah. forget the UK Open. I mean, you know, let's talk. This guy wants to talk about things a month ago. I, I, That's fine. I have problems with a couple just, people yeah. from tournaments three years ago, but I don't think this is where we're going to talk about it. I, I just don't like reading rumors that are completely untrue. So I don't know who this guy is, but uh, yeah, we can talk to him privately. It's not a problem. Um, I thought the Netherlands played really, really well. Uh, I thought Bicebosch looked—he looked actually the strongest out of the two. Um, and Niels missed missed one long ball that I can remember, and maybe a, a shaky on a couple of shots. But I thought they looked very, very good. It's going to be a good game against Germany. That I think that's—it's—it's uh, yeah. it's amazing this tournament, the way that, the way the draw has 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 started and opened up. You have all you have all these contests that are that are for for two nations against each other. You know, Cyprus against Greece—they've always had a little bit of a rivalry with with other sports as well. Um, where they're located, you know, America against Canada. Uh, you now have uh, Germany are going to play against the Netherlands, always a big one in, in the football world. And the two GB teams playing against each other. Now the draws worked out, so there's, there's a lot of nice matches there that are going to attract uh, some viewers, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I think the next round is going to be a little closer, these matches. Yeah, I think we well, forget how good so. the, the so. Netherlands is. I mean, when we were going through the, the discussions on this uh, last week, like we just kind of overlooked the Netherlands. And I just, I don't really understand how we do that. Cause it seems like Mark, uh, Mark Beisterbosch, like maybe he plays in 10 events a year that we end up seeing him. And it, it just seems like he's always in the quarterfinals. It, he's just always making deep runs and he's always making big upsets or what looks like big upsets. And, you know, how you can argue against Niels Fine. I mean, Niels is a legend of the game. In fact, on paper, on paper, I think they match up really nicely with Germany. I, I don't think that, um, you know, obviously Josh is the wild card. And if Josh plays Josh Poole, then they're going to be pretty tough to beat no matter what. But it, it, if if Josh doesn't play his elite style of pool that he obviously can and has been playing for the last two years, I, I think this is a coin flip. I mean, even if Josh plays his best pool, I think this could still be a coin flip. Yeah, he still even if he plays his best pool, he still he still needs to be supported by his partner. That's the whole. That's what's fantastic 
fantastic. That's what I love about this this uh, format about the doubles. I mean, you could be playing the best pool of your life, but if your partner's not backing you up, you're going to struggle. It's as simple as that. And that's what I think that's what uh, Rinches did uh, very, very well last year. He just did the simple things and made sure that he was giving Josh a shot every time. Just and if Thorson does off. the same, yeah, just play the shots to, to give to give Josh any at the table and you're going to give yourself a very good chance, you know. And um, yeah, it's a good matchup. Um, Baisabosh is a powerful, powerful player. You know, it's what you need at these events. He's got that big break. He's going to be smashing in two or three balls every single time. If they get a look at the uh, a ball after the break, you know, going in there thinking the same as uh, as GBB, uh, Jason and Elliot. You know, they had a big, powerful player on their team. Keep them off the table. And if you do that, there's nothing Phil can do about it, you know? Yep. Right. And a little bit like USA and Canada, I thought, you know, that was mm -hmm. USA dominated that match. Uh, but when Canada did have their opportunities, which was only a few of them, uh, they just stumbled. Uh, they 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 didn't play with a lot of aggression. They were kind of played defensively, mm -hmm. defensive offensive kind of more or less, rather than offensive defensive. Yeah. Yeah. I got a question for you guys. I got a quick question for you guys. Knowing knowing Shane and Skyler, do you think it was a mistake for Alex Pagelain to go on Facebook and social media talking about oh. how the Americans and? I mean, it is typical, Al. It's nice to see the players right. getting involved with each other on social media. Yeah, I, I think smart. I don't think it's, it's smart to do that. <laughs> I don't think that that's a big. I don't think that that's a big deal when it comes from Alex no. because he's a clown to start with. Right. You know, it's right. it's not like someone who's got an attitude all the time jumping in someone's he did face. It for Alex, fun. you know, it's you know, it's comical. Yeah, uh, it's probably a little bit different when someone like Imran says, you know, we eat teams for lunch, and after we beat. These guys were going to go have some Thai curry <laughs> right. or whatever it is. Um, you know that might get that might raise a few eyebrows to a few opponents a little more than Alex. Making right, comment. right. They I said, "Hey, nice that. tight pockets, good. We're glad. Let's go get them." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like well, I think I think it's great. I think I think more players should do that. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. pick your battles. Pick, pick your audience and pick your battles. I think. I right. think. You know. Yeah. It was like a team spirit thing, I think, that Alex did that in. He's trying, you know, okay. get Johnny Mora up for it. And, and Alex here we and go. John Mora yeah. just don't seem to be a good team. You know, uh, they, they looked two different they looked, personalities. They looked listless. They looked like they didn't, they looked like they didn't even know each other, you know, to, kind of to a large degree. And, and yeah. they both played poorly, which didn't help. And, you know, you could see them. They kind of looked like they didn't, they didn't have any confidence in each other. That one side shot that uh, that Alex missed was very unusual. That was not a difficult, even though he's on the rail a little bit and Johnny didn't play real perfect position for him. That's still a shot he's gonna. And Alex would probably tell you that's a shot he's gonna make ninety five percent of the time or better. You know, just that time it didn't go in. But they were yeah. down. But it's. That makes a difference in pool when you're down, even though you, you know, you kind of grab that inner self at, if you're down in a match and really now you get that fighting spirit going, you're still down. And that makes a difference yeah. uh, psychologically in a match. But certainly with a, with a race to seven, if you, if you don't get a good start, you can be in a position where you're close to losing. And as soon as you get close to losing, exactly the mindset right. then changes, you know, and if you get ahead, Absolutely. You get closer to winning and then you start to get wings and you start to really get confident and, and feel good. And um, I think that, that that possibly happened to Canada. You know, they didn't go up to the best start. America got away from them early. Then it becomes an, it becomes a real uphill battle, you know. And then yeah. you know, if, you, if, you, if you have yeah. an agreement with each other on how you want to approach the match and then all of a sudden that changes halfway through, then, you know, Two deals of player, you know, and it's so with any team sure. sport, it's not it's not necessarily the best players together that make the best team, right? You know, well, Mike, you've seen that your whole career, you know, where where uh, the leader really takes command of the match, whatever, whether it's pool or tennis or any other sport. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's um, you know, you have someone who's you, they have to be confident in each other, and you know what you were talking about, Jim. The match that 
to me was most like you're talking about with, you know, the, the, the second player getting a little more confidence and, and really starting to build momentum was the Finland match. I thought that uh, once they got rolling a little bit, Mika's partner, Yanni, you know, he looked good. Yanni, he, yeah. he was, he, good. he was, he was lights out and he looked comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it helped that they had a lead uh, because I think, you know, really the first half of the match to me, Mika was left them a little out of line two or three times. Uh, and the kid just, but that's shot always, that's it. always Mika's game though. I mean, it that's, is. that's Mika's entire career. <laughs> it is, but he's usually the one shooting the next shot. So he doesn't exactly. worry about yeah, it. Yeah. He was leaving this on a young first time partner and that kid, didn't miss a beat and uh you want, they yeah, looked, you want to talk about they looked like really won. they looked really strong and really confident in that match they talk about keeping your opponents in your chair they played a really smart really good match but that just shows you that just shows you how much confidence that mika had in his partner as well that he wasn't trying to change the way he plays in order to try and make it easier for his partner you know he was still playing mika shots and playing mika position and saying well yeah i've got faith in you you'll you'll make them i mean yanni uski was he's a few years ago, he looked like to me like one of the the players that was going to come through, and we were going to see a lot on the matchroom stage. Uh, yeah. Massively, massively talented player was getting was getting deep, and I think maybe even winning Euro tours or Euro championships. And um, he just hasn't really made that 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 next step, you know, with having Mika uh, Finland and also um, oh, what was the other guy? The other guy's name, the other Finnish player who, who, who Petri, they, they kind of Petri Mäkinen. Yeah, Petri Mäkinen, They kind of blocked the door for, for for other Finnish players, and nobody was really able to break into that. A little bit like what Nick and Niels did with the Netherlands for many many years. Yeah, or Albin um, and, and Mario. Yeah, and Albin and Mario, my, my Yanni, fantastic player, fantastic, fantastic player. That's a strong yeah. team. They're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's tackle this in order, I guess. Um, okay. Because we'll we'll get to the rest of these. So. Uh, Chinese Taipei over Argentina, Greece over Cyprus. I mean, there's no real surprises. I don't really have anything to say about either of those matches, uh, either of you. No. Nope. No, the Cole brothers look good. Um, you know, they, they're going to get stronger as this goes on, I think. Yeah. I think the next, yeah, the next match is going to be, I would say, pretty good. Uh, Nikos Economopoulos, I'm telling you what, like, we barely ever see him, but the, the dude can play. So, um, you know, this this little quarter of the draw is not easy. It's really not easy. Uh, well, none of it, it shouldn't be easy. And, you know, now, now, now that yeah. the seeds, I mean, this aren't re- the top 16 seeds. Well, okay, yes, you can say the top 16, but are they that order, really? One to 16? I don't think so. I don't think they really are that order. I don't think, I mean, no. I, they're all capable of beating Close. each other. So there, sh- there, there should be some real good matches uh, in there now. And yeah, Greece against well, if, uh, if, Chinese if we're able to... will be one of them. If you want it, well, if right after you say there shouldn't be any easy ones. I mean, if you go down to this next, this next little uh, part of the bracket, I don't want to say South Africa is going to be easy, but they did not play well against Thailand. And, you know, Great Britain beat, you know, on paper, they're looking to, they're looking like a, you know, a decently, not an easy draw, but like if you, if you had to see Great Britain be in the, at this point in the tournament, you wouldn't be like really upset with it. But the way that they played in the first match, I would say that this is going to be the weakest part of the bracket. What do you guys think? Yeah, I thought this was the weakest part of the bracket, even with the Philippines. In even, with, the even with the Philippines. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, this to me looked like Spain's bracket to lose uh, right out of the gate. So yeah. you know, we'll see how that goes going forward. The Thailand team, they're basically a couple of snooker players, correct? Yeah, they yeah. were. They were poor. And there, there was – one of them has a – I was listening – According to the commentary, I don't know anything about either one of them, but apparently, according to one of uh, the commentators, that one of them has like a disorder where his body shakes. And I like oh, watching the South play. African. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the for the South Africans, like that's uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Against, um, mm-hmm. wow. you know, how do you, how do you get like this elite at a at a game where your body just shakes all the time? It's crazy. And snooker, yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's. But, I mean, it's is, I mean, Philippines had been in there as awesome as it would have been to see Efren playing. That, that's not a strong partnership. Efren's not the same Efren. We'd all love to see him playing, but he's not the same Efren that he used to be. Obviously, so I don't. I, I would. I, I would have. South Africa probably still to have been favourite to beat the Philippines. To be honest, uh, Jason Theron is a monster player. He's playing great at the moment. He's had some great results yeah. in the matchroom arenas, you know. And his partner obviously he backs him up okay, not too bad. Um, 
GB haven't didn't weren't put under any pressure in their first match, and South Africa would have felt a bit we set themselves up for playing against Efren, all excited, and then all of a sudden they get two snooker players and they have to play against a team of snooker players. That does put a little bit of extra pressure on you because you don't want to be you you, you know you proves that pool players are still better snooker players are you know and everybody's watching it all the snooker community is watching it hoping that the sure. snooker players can can do something but so oh, yeah. a different kind of pressure and they've had to adapt and change their their, their mindset so i think they'll i think they'll play better in their second game first game you know you never want to go to one of these and only play one match you know you want to um there's no loser side so there is a possibility you know you travel all the way for, from south africa and you get beaten your first match and that's it what have you come for you know so they'll feel better now they're in the tournament they're getting in their second game gbb why why not theron's a good player you know and his partner backs him up even with his with his shaky shaky action yeah, yeah. well but yes i agree it looks like spain's spain is the strong yeah well, let's that, move down to here because yeah. i'm not quite as convinced as you guys are that spain's going to get past albania uh Albania looked really good against Italy. I mean, Australia is not a great team uh, on paper. I, I, the best player in Australia wasn't even on Team Australia, which is kind of weird to think about. But it's a Spain, long way to travel. <laughs> it's a long way to yeah. travel for one round of matches. I might stay yeah, home is. too. Exactly. It is. But, uh, I mean, Italy is a pretty good team, and Albania looked really great against them. I, I'm not convinced that Spain gets past Albania. Of course, they're on paper they're favored too, but I don't know. What do you guys think of this matchup? Spain. I like Spain. I like Spain easy. Spain. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, Albania, um, you know, they look good against Italy, um, but I I don't know. That, that pairing doesn't excite me, to be honest with you. Sure. Okay. You know. The knack, a well, lot of knack against Kachi has been, you know, even at Moscone Cup has been as a team player and a, you know, doubles player, whatever. Um, I think that that if that's true, that catches up with them against a team like Spain. Well, uh, I guess let's go down to this one then. Uh, I, my favorite match to watch this entire. I need to. I I need, I need to jump out again. I got to go back to work. Yeah, I'll leave you guys to it. Okay. Enjoy. Bye bye, Jim. Okay, Jim. Bye, See ya. Congratulations. My, yeah, my favorite match so far by far was uh Estonia and Serbia. Did you were you able to watch that? Either <laughs> yeah. of you? That was fun. I did. That was a match of attrition. Yeah, that was uh I never saw the stats at the end of it, but I had I have to assume that uh there was between the, the two teams, I had to assume that there was close to twenty five missed balls between the two uh, teams. There was oh, nine there was there were nine missed balls for one team and eight for another. Eight for the other. Well, so that's at least you know that that's that's one a rack. <laughs> so yeah, it's well uh, that was that I'm was not a great match. Um, and I'm thinking of like missed safeties and stuff too. Yeah, so. yeah, bad safeties things. That, yeah, but just missed shots. There were 17. Yeah. So um, yeah, not not a not a great match uh, for either team. What was the highest uh, Fargo number of any players on that match? Well, Listen, there's. Uh, I mean, Dennis Graba is a great player. I mean, he's, well, he's, he's be the upper yeah, but he, they were pretty low. They were pretty low on the list, uh, as was as was Czech Republic. So, they were both, you know, in that Serbia twenty or uh, or no Serbia, yes, yeah, they were Serbia. both in that twenty twentieth range as far as combined Fargo ratings for the tournament. Okay. So neither one of them was in the top half, okay. and. Um, you know what I what I want to talk about with that match, Nate, and I'm curious to see what you thought of it. Was, you know, Dennis Grabe has a reputation as being, you know, a little hot headed and a little, you know, snap type of guy. There were I noticed at least two shots that his partner missed, where Dennis was up, pointing his fingers as like what it should have been going around to, before the balls were even done rolling. <laughs> I mean, you know, we talk about the importance of team chemistry in this event. What did you think of that? Uh, so the, it's tough, right? Because I actually, I really like Dennis, as a, both as a person and as a, as a competitor. But to be honest with you, if I, like, I'm thinking it about moving painful. to Estonia. I, wa I want to move to Estonia and dedicate my life to playing this game so that I can partner him sometime. <laughs> <laughs> and after every single mistake I make, I'm just going to look at him and laugh. 
but I just want to see what he does. I yeah, just want to see what he does. So <laughs> like, you like... did, we did see a little bit of that with Shane and Sky. We saw, you know, we saw Shane pointing on the table where he wanted Sky to put that cue ball. Uh, well, no, that's before the shot. I'm talking yeah, about that's after before the shot. The shot. <laughs> correct, correct. I'm talking about after the shot when you're correcting so, someone on what they should have done. Oh, oh I see. that was you know. you, yeah. You know that you know that um, you know. Of course, they're speaking. I don't know what they're. Is that Estonian? I don't know what the language is. Well, Consider really me good probably question. their native language. Most huh? of the teams were speaking yeah. their native languages. Yeah, yeah. yeah but what's Estonian's native language? Is it? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, well, that's what I'm asking. What is what yeah. is is, yeah. is there an Estonian language? I don't know. I this is me being an ignorant American and not knowing culture. Uh, but I mean, look, you, you know what you're getting into, right? You know what you're getting into when you're playing with Dennis. Um, you know, to be honest, I thought the commentators were really disrespectful to him. I mean, I I understand that like he has the kind of reputation and blah blah blah, but the the commentator spent almost two full racks. Basically, just dogging him and uh, his partner last year, um, Mark. Uh, well, or what? Um, what was his partner last year? Dennis' the younger, partner last year. Yeah, the, the younger guy. It's um, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, it'll come to me in a second. But um, they spent almost two full racks just dogging him. It's this was like, last year. or This was yesterday. No, this is last year. Apparently, so okay. apparently in there. When they made the the semifinals last year, apparently uh, Dennis and his partner had a big altercation where they were just basically yelling at each other, and then they spent like two like two almost two full racks in the commentary just talking about how <laughs> they're arguing. Yeah, Ma, yeah, Maji, Mark Maji, yeah, 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 yeah Mark Maji, yeah. yeah. I knew it was Mark. Okay, thank so, you, Mike. Yeah, go, Mike. Uh, like they spent like two racks just talking about how these two are fighting with each other and like they're basically trying to create the dynamic in the in the commentary box that we're waiting for a boxing match to break out uh, you didn't it think seems... that was a story well two i would, racks, I would have, I'd have spent two racks talking about that too because you know well people I'm, can yeah. watch the play by play i sure. want to know the dynamic that's going on between two players because sure. that's what makes a team tournament interesting that's what makes it fun to watch that's why you have them mic'd up uh, things like that. So yeah, I would have liked to have the mic turned up a little more and have a little, you know, the translation subheads underneath with, oh, sure. with what they're saying to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know is what it is, but, uh, I, I guess looking at that match, um, yeah, that's, that's a very interesting thing when you're watching every mistake that's made. You know, Dennis's not every mistake, but there was a couple. There was I remember two situations where I want to say his partner um, drew, or uh, followed off of a ball. He ended up missing right. it, but he ended up following off a ball right. when he and Dennis is pointing at the the rail over here, saying you should have drew off of it with spin. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess the there's idea a, there's a time and a place to do that. It's probably back when you're sitting in the chair, not standing up, pointing at the table while the balls are still rolling, yeah. and your partner when the ball like literally shit. just missed the pocket. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very interesting. Um, but so I, that's I what I fun. that was my takeaway from that match. I think it'd be a lot of fun to just like uh, be good enough to partner with uh, Dennis Grave and just see if I could get him to try to swing at me by the end of the event. <laughs> just every mistake I can make, just be like, "Yeah, what's up, yeah. Dennis? Yeah." yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I guess uh, let's let's talk about the other one because I mean this is on. I mean if there's an upset of the mat or the tournament, it's it's obviously Austria and uh, Finland. Right. Mike, what do you think? Do you think they made a mistake by going with Max Lechner instead of uh, no? No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know that it would have made. It. I mean, Max didn't look comfortable, and unfortunately, in a couple times, you know, now that Max has gotten into the. Uh, the matchroom arena he has not played well. Uh, but, you know, Alvin missed a shot as well. Uh, they were chasing right from the start. It was, it was a lot of pressure on them. Um, I don't know if Mario, he is a partner, you know, changes the dynamic of that match or the, the, the finish of that match. Maybe, maybe he does. I, who knows, but you know, Max has earned his spot to be on the team uh, and didn't just didn't play well. So uh, I don't know that it was a mistake. It just didn't turn out well for them. Uh, and Finland played jam up. I mean, you just can't can't say enough about how well uh, the old guy and the young guy played together 
uh, in that match. They, you know, they, yeah. Mika's a good player. When Mika's ahead like that and confident, he's a good player to play with. Yeah. Um, and he's looked really good this year already in the past, you know, year and a half. So, um, you know, he's he's firing on all cylinders right now. So, and I love watching, you got to love watching him play because they're not ducking, they're firing at everything. So, um, it's, uh, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that next match. I, I like them. I like them against Estonia for sure. You want to, well, you got the two fieriest players playing against each other next round in Mika and Dennis. So <laughs> there should be some good dynamic there, right? Should be. Should be. Yeah, I, and I, those I'm matches are, that. those, these matches will be tomorrow then? I believe, well, they're, this one is definitely not playing today. So we're down to eight, uh, eight competitors. So <laughs> they're going to be one, Two matches that are in this, yeah. So all of the second round matches should be done tomorrow, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All the second round matches will be done tomorrow. So uh, I guess let's, uh, unless there, we have anything else, let's move on down to this, which was uh, the matches this morning. Um, Vietnam, actually, I was, I, I didn't watch all of that match. I watched just a little bit. I caught the tail end of it when I woke up. Um, I haven't gone back and watched yet. Qatar looked, you know, really out of their element. It was nice to see Walid Majid because, you know, he is, he is such a, a great gentleman and a, you know, really good person and, you know, pretty good player too. But that team just looked like they didn't belong on the stage. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess Vietnam, to be honest, I was pretty impressed with Vietnam. I, like I said, I only watched a little bit of that one, the, the tail end of it, but I thought Vietnam played really well. Yeah. They missed a couple opportunities. They, they really, you know, could have had this match and then yeah. uh, uh, got team. out of line at the end to make it hill hill and he barely missed a jump shot you know he got every part of the corner pocket except the bottom um and uh so they gave up tip but they they did have their chances to win that match i will say this there was one match that was really or uh, one game that was really interesting to me and, it, and it's kind of nice to see this happen because we've all you're not really much of a player mike well at all but uh rob thank you how yeah you're welcome <laughs> rob uh you ever have like those games where you're just down to the nine ball or 10 ball and you both just have like nine innings at the nine ball. And you just can't, you just can't put the ball away. <laughs> he, greatest oh yeah. snooker, greatest snooker match of all time. Was the that six to two the final six black yeah, run the final black. I, I saw a match like that with the snooker. Yes. The match uh, at six to two. I want to <laughs> say, I know that, uh, um, I know that Singapore had at least three opportunities and I think, think uh qatar got it down on the fourth shot i think they got it down so they both they had seven innings at the last nine ball something about that's kind of refreshing it's not like yeah pool, it's not like pool, just us that struggle with this pool in in its essence <clears throat> being played on a small surface it's not like other some other games where the surface you're playing on is 50 yards long or 20 yards long or there's a lot of room. Pool is a confined sport. And, and when something negative starts happening with one of the players, it does, there is a tendency to that for that to feed and to be kind of all encompassing in this small area that you're on. And all of a sudden it's catchy. And both players, I've been there where all of a sudden both players played like they never had a pool cue in their hand before. And uh, we saw it in the Moscone Cup with Tyler's match where they all miss, they missed the eight ball three times in one match, in one game, uh, both players. And, and so there is a little bit of that that happens in pool. And, and you just scratch your head and you go, you say to yourself as a player at that point, how can I be doing this? <laughs> how can this be happening to me? <laughs> it can be happening to my opponent, but how come me? So, yeah, that is a phenomena in, in, in the game. Uh, and, and, and I believe it's, it's because of the physical shape and size of the playing field you're on. It's a small playing field. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, there's something refreshing about seeing that. I don't know. made me feel good. 
happen to me. Well, it's like when a professional golfer shanks a shot, you know, hits it directly right into a tree or something. I mean, all us amateurs go, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. If we can move on, uh, Hungary and the Czech Republic, um, obviously Japan and Switzerland are going to be playing very, very soon. Uh, anything that you got from Hungary and Czech Republic? Uh, nope. Yeah, neither. <laughs> okay. So Poland, Hong Kong. Um, yeah, I mean, Poland looked good. Hong Kong looked good. I mean, that, yeah. jump, that jump length of the table bank that, um, um, blah, 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 blah. Hong, huh? Loho Sum? Yeah, Loho Sum made, uh, I mean, that shot yeah. was sick. That was yeah. absolutely, yeah. that was absolutely disgusting. I mean, <laughs> wow, what a shot. Um, you know, that shot doesn't go on day three because it's not slippery enough, but uh, that doesn't take away from the shot. It was absolutely sick with with positioning, too. So, I I mean, Loho Sum, he's, he's riding a wave right now. He, he looks really good, and I, I hope it sticks because he seems to be – he seems to have a really nice, colorful attitude towards the game. He's he's personable. He's, he's happy-go-lucky. It, I hope to see him stick around and, you know, really break into that top tier of players. It'd be pretty cool. Well, it was a, I mean, it was a really talented young team. I mean, him and Robbie Capito. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, Robbie Capito. That's a great yeah. player. It was a tough draw good. for them. Tough draw for them in the first round because uh, you'd like to have seen them play a couple of times and and watch these young kids get a little bit loose on the table. Uh, but uh, but Poland's that's a tough it's a tough draw in the first round, and for the U.S. it's a tough draw in the second round. Yeah, they're going to be playing today. Uh, they, I believe, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I think last they're the match. third match on today. Yeah, last match this afternoon. This afternoon. So, Let's have it, Nate. Who are you picking, Poland or the U.S.? This is your this is your big match here. Yeah. Speak. Uh, well, you can't I'll dodge. Pick, I'll you pick can't USA. dodge that question. I'll pick the U.S.A. in this. Hey, Nate, turn tail and run. I, I, uh, I no, just they, think Sky and Shane are really a good team together. You turn tail and run, <laughs> huh? Yeah. No, I, I gave you my I gave you my pick. Didn't you hear it? No. No. Not here. I pick. <laughs> ah, he did it again. Well, <laughs> to get it that no time, matter what happens, you're going to be. Yeah, wrong. we got it that time, that. Nate. Yeah. Who do I think is going to win? Uh, who am I rooting for, or who do I think is going to win? Both. <laughs> is that is that who you're rooting for? Or who you think <laughs> you're win that's who I'm rooting for. Of course, okay. that's who I'm rooting for. You clown. Although you're, I do, you're a big uh, Poland backer. I yeah, mean, if yeah, if there is if there is one team that you know, it's like my home away from home. I gotta go to Poland. I got, I got Yeah, you owe them at this point. There you yeah, go. I got my Poland jersey, baby, Polska. Well, you if you want to go to Poland, Nate, I know the fella that'll take you with him when he goes, because he goes every single year, and he's from Wisconsin. There it is. It's gonna be. It's gonna fun. be a great. It's gonna be a great match. That one, you know. Um, you, you want to get in front in that match. I believe yeah. so. I, Three games in front, at least, maybe more. I will I will say this. Um, if the U.S. jumps out to a 2-0 lead, or is if, if the U.S. can get a lead in the beginning, I believe that the U.S. will win. If it's a back and forth, I think Poland is going to win. Ah. Interesting. Because? I, I just think that – I just think that Poland – it's, I just think that they hold up better. In a dog comes, fight. I, I do, yeah. Given the dynamic of that team, I, I, I do. I think okay. the break, the breaking is is going to be the difference in this, and Shane's the best breaker. Well, you Shane know, it's interesting, though, because he's... I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, uh, Wojtek is a, Wojtek breaks the balls pretty well as, he, yeah. he breaks them pretty well as also. Shane's break in the first match was not good against Canada. He had three. His, his, first, one, his, his first, first one was, was perfect. He lost. His, next three, <laughs> yep. his next three, his cue ball was on the bottom rail all three times. Mm -hmm. And he broke dry uh, once, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, I think, did he break or he scratched? He maybe, scratched maybe in the bottom right. corner pocket. Yeah, maybe that's uh, what it was. So, yeah, he had three breaks in a row that were that were not, you know, not really good breaks. So, you know, knowing Shane, he spent 12 hours last night and this morning breaking. Right. Uh, so but I don't, um, I don't know how much there was, that there was one key shot in that, in that rack where 
where uh, the other team played uh, played safe and left a very, very small window between two balls for Sky. And the shot was a full-length table shot from one end of the table. The object ball was just past the side pocket, up in the corner, between right between these two balls, and Sky nailed it. Uh, yeah, put it center, put it center hole. And, and they got out there. The it might have been the last rack or the rack before. It might have been the last yeah, rack. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Sky Sky didn't miss. He played, he played really solid. He did. Really solid. Yeah. They no, both I agree. didn't miss, you know. Yeah. That match, Does that mean that you two are both taking USA for this match? Yep. I am. Okay. Well, I'm gonna hedge. I gave two <laughs> scenarios. I think if it goes, I think if it gets down to five, five, hill, hill, somewhere in there, I think Poland wins. If it's a, if it's a shootout, then I think the USA can will win. If it's a, if it's just like uh, who's going to run out better, I think the US runs out better. But if it goes back and forth, uh, it, there's a safety battle in there. I, I like, I like Poland from there. But okay. we'll see. Is, it po- is it possible with the way the brackets are that the Co brothers and USA end up in the finals? Yep. Yes. That is possible? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. it is, sir. So Okay, um well, I guess let's let's um let's, do you want to talk one other subject? Well, the one thing well, I I, I, I feel like we have to touch about on the, the uh about the production of, of this. Um and I just think that the camera work and the amount of different angles that we get to see as fans and viewers of the particular strokes and shots and the way the balls are spinning, we get really close-up looks at what happens to the cue ball after it hits the rail, depending on where the cue ball is struck. And and I'm just in awe of that, that we can see that that cue ball is hitting the rail Somebody gives it a little right-hand English. You think the cue ball is going to hit the rail and come off to the right. Well, it doesn't. It comes off the rail and it kind of clunks around a little bit as it comes down the table. And that's what these players are dealing with. They're not dealing with a perfectly accurate rebound. And Jeremy Jones made a comment on a two-rail kick uh, by one of the other players in the match that I watched where he said, now watch it when it comes off that second rail because it's not going to spin as much. It's going to yeah, come well, back yeah. up the table. And that's exactly what happened. He called that miss on that two-rail kick. And and I think that that takes more than just one match on that table to get used to that kind of stuff for these even these even though these players are the best in the world. It's almost uh, like Jeremy knows what he's talking about. It's crazy. Yeah, it it does seem like Jeremy but, does know what he's talking about. And all the players have said that playing on a practice table and going out to the arena table is like night and day. Night and um, yeah, it's, you know, so it's like a gravel road to a to an ice rink. So right, um, you know, so yeah, there's there's some, you know, things that they have to negotiate. So, but I love I will, the camera I will, work. I just I, I will the say close this. ups and the angles and yeah, they do a great I, job. They really the do a good job. But they it. really get too cute sometimes. Like, they really, really get way too cute. For example, on the on – the, we just talked about a little bit ago, the jump shot for Loho Sum. When he made that shot, we didn't know if he made the shot or not because the cue ball – or the, the camera yeah, was yeah. – Yeah, I saw that ball. too. Uh, we had to see an overhead to find out whether or not he made the ball or look at his body language. Like, I, I'm sorry, but if you're shooting a okay. jump shot, a jump bank shot, and you're looking your, – your cue ball is – zooming in on a cue ball what is like and they, they had another situation where it was another great shot it was like um it was like another i don't i don't remember if it was a bank shot or if it was a safety shot but like the the cue ball was spinning and they zoomed in on the cue ball spinning and we missed the ball what happened with the object ball and we had to like watch it on the overhead to find out what actually happened on it like, i see i get the idea that that's 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 cute like the you're getting too cute by half it's we don't need to see a cue ball spinning when we don't know the outcome of the shot yeah and that's that's the only complaint i have but the camera work is you know if it's a little bit of you can't please all the people all the time don't no that's just bad camera work (laughs) don't get the well no one's pleased bad camera work so yeah don't don't get the cute shot and miss the the actual shot of the the uh, 
yeah. that's actually being right. executed there. It just, yeah, I just, really like when they argument. when they get the camera view of the jump shots when they're behind the player so that you can see that right wrist or the left wrist if they're left-handed or whatever it is and the action of the wrist on the jump sure. shot. That yeah, that's sure. really important uh to see that happening. That's the that's the physical aspect of creating a jump shot. Yeah, I agree. I, I, the camera work's been great, except for you know a few of those blunders. But let's uh, let's move on to our last topic because, uh, uh, of course, this is going to be starting up again in 13 minutes, and we don't need to be here uh, talking about it when it's going on. So, the commentary. <laughs> I love Raleigh. Right. I I'll I'll start it out. I I love Raleigh, and um, he for a full disclosure, he reached out to me about a two or three weeks ago, and he asked me some advice on some commentary. And I said, just be yourself. Like at the end of the day, like Raleigh Williams is the person that he is because we have fallen in love with who Raleigh Williams is. His humor, his sarcasm, his self-deprecation, his everything that you want in a good comedian, he he is. Like he embodies that. He is a very, very, very likable person. And what I told him from the beginning is just be yourself, man. Like we ad- people obviously like you for who you are. Don't be somebody that you're not. And I think on the first day, they put him up for failure when you're putting him up. Well, and I actually reached out to him and talked to him about this. He said that um, Jeremy Jones couldn't actually hear his commentary. So when they were talking, like he couldn't hear Raleigh Williams when they were in the the booth with him, JJ, and Carl. And every joke like Raleigh would make, every like little jab or whatever, Jeremy wouldn't even react to. And like that <laughs> yeah, it is, was. Talk about getting hung out to dry. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't really... know that the mic wasn't working, but I heard that, and it was like, geez, <laughs> throw him just a, a courtesy guffaw now and then, you know, just for <laughs> you know, it really, just really made things intense. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. made things really, really, really tense, and I'm sure that made him even more nervous when you know he makes a little joke or something like that, and all he hears is crickets. It's yeah. But listen, <laughs> anyone who's met Rally likes him and knows how what a genuine, nice, smart, funny person he is. Um, that said, uh, you know, commentating a match, I mean, obviously he's not going to give you analysis of the shots. So he's in well, there he for tried a little, to for a while, which and that's that he shouldn't even problem. do that. So um, you know, he's uh like you said, you you try to be yourself. And I, I just feel like he was he's been trying to um He's just not been confident in himself, and he, and he hasn't. You know, he, what you want in, in in commentators is to every one of them to have their own voice, and he hasn't established what his voice is yet when it comes to commentating these pool matches. Um, you know, perhaps based on what his background is, he might have been better off doing things like sideline interviews or little pre-taped segments with some players or fans where he could get into that type of humor that he does. But to me, you know, and, and some of you guys probably aren't even old enough to remember this, but it kind of reminded me when, when Monday night football put Dennis Miller in the box, who was oh. one of the great comedians of America at the time. <laughs> and he was an absolute disaster right. in the box because you just, you're trying to, you're trying too hard to shoehorn some humor in to find someplace to f- to fit it in and it's got to be natural it's got to come it's got to come naturally i i admire um matchroom for for going on a limb and giving him a shot and I, I admire him for having the stones to get in there and give this a whack um you know and whether they, they use him again or not who knows that's their decision i think that he's got a lot of talent and a lot to offer and he's a very funny guy they need he just needs he him. just needs to find the right and they need to find the right place for him um, yep. And in-match commentary just might not be that. Although even in the studio shots that they've done, um, he's looked like he's forcing it a little bit and and throwing out cliches. And he just has needs to loosen up and be himself because he is a really talented, funny, smart, uh, engaging guy. So you'd like to see it work because it's an element that that I'd like to see added to uh, the the broadcasts. Sure, uh, but it's 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 you know it's been a rough start. But I, I will say this: uh, He is. I used to love Phil Yates. I can't stand him anymore. <laughs> you can't hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, Mike can't hear us. I don't. <clears throat> I can't stand Phil Yates. I mean, you want to talk about like 
the stuff that he says, the stuff that he says, um, like for example, uh, that, that game that I was talking about earlier between Singapore and, uh, Kuwait, like, and I, I'm blanking on the older guy's name, but, uh, who's playing with Aloysius, but, uh, he's down on a shot and it's like, he's bridging off of the rail. The, the nine ball is almost in the exact center of the table. And he's got like a, a, a gentle little back cut, but it's, you're shooting the ball 11 feet. And he's like, he's down on the shots. Like he's a wily old veteran. He's been scarred and he's nervous. And let's see if his nerves hold up. And he ends up like shooting the ball just a little bit above the pocket. And it's like, and he's like, oh, nope, he couldn't hold up. He let his nerves get to him. He choked basically is what he's saying. And like, <laughs> do you know anything about this game? Like, I don't care who it is. You can set up Joshua Filler on that shot and let him shoot it 10 times. And at best, he's going to make it, you know. He ain't going to make it every time, no. <laughs> no, he's going to make it six out of 10 times, probably. Like, that shot is absolutely brutal. And you're basically saying that this guy's choking because he's missing one of the hardest shots you can possibly have in pool. Who it's said that, Nate? Phil Yates. No. Oh, Phil Yates. Did, okay. Yeah, like – the stuff that he's like, I used to love Phil Yates as a commentator, but like he's gotten so much more aggressive with like his commentating and he dogs on the players. I feel like so much more in the last year or two and like shots that are not easy at all. He's like looking at them and being like, Oh, he's got to make this. This is, you know, this right. is where you make your bread and butter. The, the shot is like 50, 50 at best. Yeah. And his reaction is to crap on them and say, he dogged it. He choked it. You know, he's a, he, right. he can't hold up under pressure. Like, Go back and listen to that, his commentary yeah. at six to two, Kuwait and Singapore, and listen to what he says to the old guy on that one. Uh, yeah, Luhan. <laughs> like, well, the guy I, is Jeremy tells it like it is more or less because they're early on in one of the matches. The there was a the very first shot of the match was after the break was a straight in, straight in two ball up in the corner from rail to rail basically, dead straight. And uh, Jeremy flat out said, this shot looks real easy because it's straight in. But guess what? <laughs> this yeah. shot is not that easy. <laughs> yeah. And it well, wasn't. And he know, missed we, it. We all know yeah. what Jeremy brings to the table. I mean, he's, yeah. so, he's, he's so good analytically. Um, yeah. and, and Carl is too, although I think Carl does yeah. the best job of blending that yeah, analysis and commentary and color can play and any role. Yeah, he's got the he's got the whole package. I I uh, like those so, two together for sure. Yeah. Hey, yeah, no, I, I'm gonna throw this out there. The other day, and I've never played this kind of game in pool in my life. Uh, I played a three way race in eight ball to thirteen. Okay, you get it. Winner breaks. Three-way race. That's you, me, and Mike here so playing eight style ball. Race or... to 13. So the winner the breaks. So if you lose, you sit out one game, and then you get back in the mix. And this format was the absolute most fun of any pool match I've ever played. In You play individual, but three people at the table at one time it's kind of interesting the, the final score honest nate i played with two guys from the bahamas who have just moved here to my area they're english style stance snooker type players and decent players the final score was 13 12 11. Fun. Cool. It, it, it is cool and it will and it was it was like when there's one guy ahead maybe two or three games ahead the other two players go, well, guess what? We got to do now. Not lose. Yeah, we got to make sure that guy doesn't win <laughs> any more games. Okay. And well, we do need to get wrapping up here because the fun. yeah, that is I that's just a fun to throw format. that out there for people. If they yeah. if there's three guys around and they're thinking about playing a game. Yeah. This is all it. right. Well, one one word question or one word answers, no more. Ready? Germany or Netherlands? Mike. Germany. Germany. Okay, I'm going to go with the Netherlands as an upset. Taipei, Greece. Taipei. 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 South Africa, Great Britain beat. 
Great Britain B. Great Britain B. Also Great Britain B. Albania, Spain. Spain. I'm going shock. Oh. Uh, Spain. Oh, it's not a word, so we'll we'll let you get away with it. Spain. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you know, whatever. I'm gonna go Albania. Why not? Finland, Estonia. Finland. 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 Kuwait, Singapore. 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 Kuwait. Japan, Switzerland. Japan. Japan. I will go with Switzerland. Uh, so then Japan you, slash. Nate, you are Absol something else. Switzerland's good, man. I'm telling you, Ronald Regla, he's, he's playing some really good pool. All right. So the winner of this match versus Hungary. The winner. Uh, yeah, winner. I'll take Switzerland out there too. Poland, USA. Stars and stripes. USA. <laughs> that's more than one word. That's that's a loss. <laughs> and you're taking Poland. Uh, I I will take the no. I'm going to take the USA too. I think the USA is going to pull it out. All right, there we go. We're closed out for today. Uh, head over to the zone. Watch yourself some uh some Japan and Switzerland and uh. We're on the we're on the book, so let's see who is uh, right next week. Huh? Okay, Great. this starts now. In how long? One minute. Uh, one minute. So okay, off we go. All we're right, watching. thanks everybody for tuning in this week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Yeah, see you, fellas. Nice to see you again, Mike.